Get back to Cairo. Get us some transport to England. Boat, plane, anything. Meet me at Omar's. Be ready for me. I'm going after that truck. Oh. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Episode 420. <laughs> oh man, I'm Indiana John. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. This is uh this is our League versus Raiders of the Lost Ark podcast. So um that's why he's Indiana John. Yeah. You probably know that because if you click the title, you know, you would yeah. why do we have to introduce it? People are before, clicking on this. Yeah. Before we begin, uh Mrs. Elder uh, has a, a message for our, our missing, uh, our missing, our missing man in action. So here she is. Hello, boys. This is Hello. Jen. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I wanted to wish Clay a very happy birthday. The missing man here tonight. And I hope you guys have a wonderful night. I won't hog up any more time. Thank Goodbye. You. You're hey. welcome. Hey! <laughs> hey! Great to hear from you. It's good to hear you. Take it easy, man. Bye. Later. We're a spaceship with a missing man. <laughs> anyway, yes, it is Clay's birthday. Happy birthday, Clay! I know you probably won't hear this for another week, but uh, we'll talk to you then. And but I hope you're enjoying your night out with your lady. And yeah, there you go. Also, uh, sad news. Eddie Van Halen died today. Yeah. Yes, he did. It's a bummer. He had cancer. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody seems to get the cancer nowadays. Yeah. Well, he also, he had about, apparently, some kind of cancer where he had to have part of his tongue removed a few years ago. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. My grandfather had cancer where he had to get part of his lip removed. Wow. Weird, weird cancers, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so sorry, oh, pouring one out for David Lee Roth. Yeah. I remember on um, the uh, the uh, um, Oh Yeah podcast right after Peter Tork died, uh, they were pouring one out for Peter Tork, but I think he accidentally said rub one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, David Lee Roth, oh, David Lee Roth, see, look, look. Eddie Van Halen apparently had been sober since like 2008. Maybe pouring oh, one out. Oh, really gonna... Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. We should rub one out for him. Let's rub one out for. <laughs> oh, now I'm saying it. David Lee Roth. Oh, sorry. Eddie D-Lo, Van Halen. D Lo, D Rentist. D Lo, my boy, D Lo. But I am pouring one out. I'm not drinking beer tonight, uh, as I told you earlier, John, in honor of. Marion Ravenwood, the part played by Karen Allen. I am drinking whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a good podcast. <laughs> 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 Anyways, we are going to talk about. Oh, I should have introduced my wife as my goddamn partner. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah. 
We're going to talk about, I don't know if, if you would call this a forgotten classic or something, but no. one of my favorite movies of all time still to this day, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. No. This is what they did yeah. sell more DVDs or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. That was a bad move. <laughs> that was just, a, that was no, not, so. yeah, I mean, I get it. You're tying yeah. it in with the rest, but come on, that's not, uh, what, you know what? A New Hope wasn't called A New Hope when it first came out either. It was just called Star Wars. It's true. Which is what I still refer to it as. Star Wars. I I refer to this as Raiders. I do too. But here we are. I love this movie. And if you like. I hate it. And all boys hate it. All like, you know, a lot of times we talk about these movies and I go like, I don't know. Like, I never thought about this as putting it in my top, you know, favorite movies of all time. But it's a really good movie. I always say dumb shit like that this one yep. is one of my favorite movies i know it it will go top five this goes into the Durson top five of all time yes exactly yes it will you know like i said i think it's because it didn't have the marketing blitz that star wars did it it's not as it famous was a, it was a big it was a still a big deal at the time think about all sure. that stuff like like right. every advertisement you saw for like a car like a like a pickup truck always have that indiana jones font on it you know it's it true. did still, much like Star Wars, it did spawn a number of imitators, like right. Tales from the, of the Gold Monkey and those uh, lost uh, fucking thing that I can't think of because National I do that Treasure? every single... No. Yeah, well, I was thinking more of um, Richard Chamberlain's movie that I can't think oh. about because every time I'm on the podcast, my mind goes blank. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, well, it'll come to me. Oh, Ed Sharon Stone in it, King Solomon's Mines. That's what oh, I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, okay. people that listen to this podcast that yell at their listening device when I can't come up with something. It's frustrating for me too. Trust me. Yeah, I read, I read not... a, tweet, a tweet or something that was like the closest thing to being a ghost is listening to a podcast and the person doesn't know, can't come up with the name of something, and you're sitting there yelling even though they can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good so a lot of people know what it's like to be a ghost when they listen yep. to our podcast because we make yep. a lot of mistakes oh god yeah so i was trying thinking of making one. i was thinking of making like a, a a movie poster collage of all the mistakes that we made like where Delo <laughs> de laurentis presents peter sellers as robocop and you know just and like starring Rose, benjamin Dario, Dario, and you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> the fantastic fours you know kid yeah, yeah. Ben yeah, Benjamin yeah, Franklin. Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just the recent ones. Yeah, we can oh go god. On. All right. Anyways, we're we'll try to keep this one as mistake free as possible, but uh, hey, I, I cannot there's make no any guarantees. Yeah. yeah. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's. George Lucas yeah. had this idea way back when, like while he was working on Star Wars. While he was working on American Graffiti, I even heard. Right. He had had this idea of this character, this archaeologist character, this sort of 1930s serial, like, radio show kind of, like, thing back to, you know, that era. And he went, you know, like, he had different things, and then he would put on the shelf. Like, he went, he wanted, um, I can't see, now I can't think of the guy's name. But, like, you know, Steven Spielberg was his first director. He went to another director first. They oh, fleshed out uh, yeah. all these ideas. That guy had to go do something else. So he's like, all right, 
put it on the shelf. Like, and there it's at. And then, so George Lucas's policy, um, I don't know if it was, it sort of became the policy, I guess, but, but after he's done with the movie, but before it comes out, he takes a vacation. And yeah. him and Steven Spielberg were hanging out in Hawaii. They weren't on yeah. vacation, like just the two of them together, I think. Yeah, they, they, had their, their wives. they had their ladies and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways... He's like, what are you doing next? And I, I think it was know. Philip Kaufman. Is that uh, yeah, who you're thinking of, the director? Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And Bye. I didn't even look that one up. Good job. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they were talking about this. Yeah, they're Star hanging Wars. out in Hawaii. Yeah. And it was yeah. it, George Lucas was going away because he thought Star Wars was going to be a disaster. Spielberg was reco- was uh, doing uh, 1941, and they swapped like points. Like they're like, I'll take points on from your movie. You oh, take wow. points on and like. Uh, well, yeah. Lucas took a bath on that one. Yeah. Oh, God. 1941 <laughs> is not a good movie. Yeah. So, but they were kind of just talking, like, when the when the receipts for Star Wars started to come in, and they, they knew it was a success, um, then they started talking about their next idea and or, or what they were going to do next, and it came around to this movie, and then... Uh, well, Spielberg said he wanted to direct James, James Bond. Bond. Right. Yeah, and he's like, I got a better idea. I think Spielberg actually approached Cubby Broccoli at one point, and they were sort of like, now we've got this under control. we got our own guys. Wow. Can you imagine yeah. that? Turning down a... Well, Spielberg wasn't Spielberg yet. Yeah, I mean, he was, Jaws, but he wasn't. It like, cost know. him, like, so much money. And... Yeah, but all, like, and that, then right. we'll get into, like, Paramount's sort of reluctance about Spielberg, too, just because of his, like, always going over budget and over... Uh, you know, schedule and stuff. Yeah. Well, this this production was also had some, you know, had its problems as uh, as we'll get into. But yeah, there was a uh, you know this this character Indiana Smith, as he was originally named, and George uh, that was George Lucas. Steven Spielberg said, "I like everything but the name." Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like the name Indiana Smith. It should so. be called Indiana Spielberg. <laughs> so yeah, but named after way, Lucas's dog. That's right. Indiana is actually the name of Lucas's dog, who was oh, also the inspiration Chewbacca. for Chewie. Yeah, so he's that dog provided a lot of that's right. movie memories for us. So I mean, Steven Spielberg wanted Harrison Ford right away, but he, Lucas was not. He didn't want Harrison Ford to be like his guy. Yeah. I still cannot get over this footage that I saw while researching this with Tom Selleck in the hat and the jacket reciting these Indiana Jones lines. Yeah, it's weird, huh? <laughs> but he was he was just guy. almost Indiana Jones. Like it's not even like not even just like, well, we thought about him. Like he was Yeah, he was close. signed because yeah. uh like, you know, uh, there was the the deal. He was you know, if if Magnum PI was picked up as a show, uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to do it. And then, uh, ten days before his contract was uh, set to expire with CBS and Magnum PI, Lucas and Spielberg were like, "Hey, can we just start early with this? Because we're about to start filming. Can can we get him out of the contract?" And then CBS was like, "Lucas and Spielberg want this guy. <clears throat> start Magnum PI. You know, they greenlit it immediately. But then it turns out that there was like a big writer strike that year uh, that delayed production for everything for three months, and he still could have shot." Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I mean. Uh, so Harrison, Magnum's out. Han Solo's in. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a, what happened. But like, can you imagine? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Tom Selleck would have been 
fine. But for like all these years, would it have endured? You know, the, Tom Selleck has like a way about him where he's kind of always Tom Selleck. You know what I mean? Like his voice and everything. It's hard. But Harrison Ford inhabits Indiana Jones. Oh, it's just my opinion. Yeah. But uh, I had a, I had a whole movie worked out in my head about uh, that Indiana Jones is is really Han Solo that traveled back through time. I had a whole thing. How about that? Of course, there's that fan theory that um, the Indiana Jones movies are Han Solo's fever dream while he's in Carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that people are talking about it anyway. People and still remember this movie. I, I, I think know, you're. I, I don't think you hang off, hang out with enough people that know Indiana Jones. You're probably something. right. I, I probably don't. Like, I don't know if that. you can hear this, but this guy has been fucking leaf blowing, literally <laughs> since yesterday. Oh, no, I haven't heard. Like, he's that. been he has been out since since like eleven thirty this morning. He started yesterday and is back out for the last like seven and a half hours. It's like driving me nuts. Wow, well, I'm leaves. glad you guys can't hear it. Yeah. So, Lawrence Kasdan, to get back to the movie, if you're ready. Uh, yeah, wrote the script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you know, yeah. He just kind of like. Well, essentially, Lucas and Spielberg had a bunch of uh, set pieces they wanted to include in the movie. And Lawrence, Lawrence Kasdan, or uh, Laurie, as I call him, because uh, I got to fuck up everybody's name, was yeah. like, they uh, they had these ideas. And basically, they wanted me to do all the heavy lifting of like putting them all together. So it made sense. Yeah, he had to take, like, I want this kind of thing. And I want this kind of, like, these stuff that they had in their mind. And even going back to the original, like, like way back in lucas's brain from way back when but yeah he had to put it all together i think he did okay uh, yeah he should just good. write every movie in fact i'm gonna disagree with you on that since oh. i saw the force awakens and um oh. solo oh he wrote solo oh yeah. yeah the force awakens i i still have a little bit of a fin i don't know i just feel I it's the into darkness of star wars prior to the rest of the star wars movies being terrible yeah, I think that's kind of the thing. <laughs> the wrestling <laughs> are so terrible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, Force Awakens is okay. At least it looked like they were going somewhere. They didn't go any of those places. But yeah. All right, but so... I digressed. My, all right, anyway, Lawrence Kasdan did a great job with this one. They they cast Harrison Ford. They found all these, they found all these other great actors, Paul Freeman. Karen Allen was apparently on there from, like, even before Harrison Ford's. They also they, didn't they do a screen test with Sean Young and Tim Matheson? Uh, Karen Allen was with Tim Matheson, but I think uh -huh. Sean Young and Tom Selleck did a screen test. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. But you were close. So Me. this movie. Well, we were gonna get you were gonna tell us the plot of the movie. Yeah, too. I was just about to get into that. That was. Let's do it. So it starts off. You don't know it's in a jungle. You know, like you don't really know what's going on. He's he's. This is very quiet guy in a hat. You know, like kind of Sapito or Satipo. It goes back and forth. Has like the first line. Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus. Alfred Molina. His first on-screen thing. He had been stage acting for years. Yeah, like he's he's like following along, and there's that other evil guy with a hat. Yeah. Who tries to shoot Indiana Jones? The first real thing you see Indiana Jones is do is whip the whip the gun out of the guy's hand. The guy runs off. <laughs> And you see and that comes out of the shadows. Yeah. 
Dramatic. The serious face, the five o'clock shadow, and the, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. oh. it's so good. You learn everything you need to know about Indiana Jones in these first few minutes of this movie. Yeah. It's perfect. It's like we were talking about with Spider-Man when we did that at episode 400. You learn everything about Peter Parker in those first few minutes of Spider-Man. You learn everything about Indiana Jones in these first few minutes where he's hunting for this idol. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, something like fertility idol. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it was actually based on like a, a another like sculpture that they had and they were like, "Oh, I'll just take the head part." And... But anyway, yeah, so they go through this tunnel. It's just the two of them. I like the line, like I don't know, the far stall line, which doesn't really go anywhere. But at the time, somehow, I thought that was like a an interesting piece of dialogue where he said, "This is where Forrestal cashed in." And he well, was, I mean, it does go somewhere when you find his dead right, body. His the, dead body, yeah. Spike, which gave me nightmares as a child. <laughs> but it's kind of just a setup, like that, like he was a competitor, and because yeah, he was yeah, good. Now he's yeah, he's, very good. Now he's dead. This is where he cashed in. So, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't that good. Didn't feel that bad about it either. But uh, yeah, so they go into this tunnel. And this kind of, I think this started like a, it's kind of the start of an Indiana Jones thing, you know, like in every Well, this is kind of like a James Bond, like pre-title sequence where it's a little mini adventure before the main adventure. Yeah. And they ended up doing this in subsequent uh, Indiana Jones movies. The second one, it kind of did tie in. Yeah. But um and the third one had him as a kid, basically. Yeah, where everything that ever made Indiana Jones, uh, his character, happened to him all in that in one day. One day, yes. <laughs> but anyways, this one is really, you, like, it started at all. So, like, the scene with the tarantulas, I know that's probably really, really bad for you to watch. But uh, that's, what, that's what began my, my like, that after the night I saw that movie, I had a dream of a bathtub filled with them. And that's what began my arachnophobia. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. So, so we don't have to talk about this that long, but it's a very... I thought it was interesting. So this is like the first day of Alfred Molina on the job, and they they literally put... There's like a spider wrangler, and they put yeah. tarantulas all over this guy's back, and the tarantulas are just sitting there. And Steven Spielberg is going, what the hell? They look fake. Yeah, they move. Yeah. moving? And the spider wrangler says, oh, it's because they're all male. So he puts a female on there, and the, Damn, the male spiders crazy. start going nuts. And Spielberg is like, shoot, like, shoot, shoot! It's like Alfred Molina was a spider single bar, and the one woman walked in. They're like, get her! I wonder if this is why he decided to do Spider-Man! Oh my god, I think it all ties in. Yeah, but like, literally... Yeah. He's, yeah, like, thinks, and he's like, look afraid, and he's like, I'm afraid! <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you're like, hey, look at this, I got a movie gig. You're just yeah. the stage actor, and the first day they put spiders all over you. Like, you would have been like, I'm out of here, see ya. Yeah, I would have been like, wait a minute, um, real ones? Cause well, that's, like, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about this, I think, a lot in this podcast, but those are real tarantulas, man. There's no way they would. Why are we going to talk that? about that? There's only one short scene. <laughs> no, because we're going to talk about the real snakes. We're oh, yeah, talk yeah. About all that stuff. So, like, there's anyway. a scene in Temple of Doom that was supposed to be more spiders in that they, they cut out. To, not Temple of Doom, uh, Last Crusade. Harrison mm -hmm. Ford is not bothered by any of this stuff. He's like, oh, right. oh, don't bother me. Yeah, I don't think he's bothered snakes, by anything. He's... It's because he's always high. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Was he high in 1980 when he was filming? Yeah, no, I heard this great story about oh. that. Like, 
it's not about it's about Empire Strikes Back, but he was recording a, a, a radio interview and he was really high. And his father somehow knew about this and called into the radio show and chewed him out for doing it, for just getting <laughs> fucked up. And um and the 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 um promotion guy, uh I think it was Charles Lippincott, I could be wrong. Uh like broke it, not not broken, but like got into the radio station that had this interview and stole it so that it never it never oh. saw the light of day. <laughs> so yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Big it, big stoner. It's a good thing. Yeah, so we are four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Anyways, so yeah, but like like I said, like as we're going along here, we're learning what kind of guy Anita Jones is. There's like like, like he knows he knows there's traps he's like hold on yeah he's a smart guy he's clever yeah and uh, clever. but but he's not but uh but he's not you know superhuman he, he's, you know, he well, jumps he's, over the thing and it's like you know and all yeah. that shit i'm i'm falling in throw me the whip i'll throw the idol well yeah and even as he takes the idol off the the thing which is like one of the, this this entire sequence has uh just a number of famous shots in it like that, that became iconic the 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 idol in the sandbag the giant yeah. rolling golf ball uh, I love you know the, like as he's sitting in front of the idol he sort of strokes his chin sort of pondering like how much does that thing weigh does my yeah. bag of sand you know is it the same he takes some sand out you know like it's all these little subtle things i just yeah. love it it's and he puts the idol, he takes the idol, he replaces it with the bag of sand, the thing starts sinking. And immediately, like, the room is shaking and he starts running. Arrows are coming at him because he's not bothering to, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not being careful now. It's just run for it. Right. He's just booking it. And, like, yeah. And then Cepito tries to steal the idol. He's like, throw me the idol, throw me the whip, throw me the whip. And he just drops it. Yeah. Because he, there was a, a chasm between them. Yes. And because Satipo, Cepito, doesn't even yeah, know his that's own right. name. Yeah, he's keep changing it. Yeah. And he gets killed by the same thing that, like, Forrest all, because it's the light. Right? Yeah, it's the light. the light. He can't step into the light. He put his yeah. hand in it earlier. So it just dumb, dumb. What did that thing do? Like, re reset itself afterwards? I guess so. Yeah, maybe that's it what have, he didn't because... think it would have. Yeah. yeah. But those. I love the line. I, I think I used to say this a lot in the 80s when he says, Adios, Cepito. Like, that's just such like, a great, like, line like that's another indiana jones thing like he doesn't like in like when he took the before the idol started sinking he's kind of he's cracked yeah you know, he's got like he's got a little smile he's got his he straightens his hat yeah as he's about to fall well, off he makes sure he like takes the whip he grabs his hat him, and he yeah. grabs the hat like i mean yeah he never lets this well, is this am i is mixing indiana up jones. my movies yeah. yeah i think you're right actually he grabbed the hat and the other one yeah. but like oh it's so perfect the giant golf ball like you said which is made of fiberglass yeah. Oh, that that would be that would still suck to get run over by that. <laughs> they were pretty nervous about it, but, but he didn't he really hurt his knee when he fell down at that part. That was on the plane scene. Or where he tore his ACL oh, on the plane scene. Yeah. Um, God, he, they he actually put so. But what I, happened I feel... with? The, oh, sorry. The fiberglass ball apparently looked so good. It was like twenty feet wide, or or something like that, or twenty feet uh, of track, I should say, not wide. But it was a big ball. It was a real thing. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg said, that looks so cool. Can you make it 50 feet? So, like, they had to dig more because <laughs> he thought it looked so good. He gets out there. Like, he, he survives. He gets away from the ball. He's got the idol. 
He's got spider webs all over his face. <laughs> and yeah, then he no. meets his nemesis. Well, first he sees the other guy yeah. that was oh, tried to shoot him. That's right. And push him over, him. and he's full of poison darts. Yeah. So he didn't make it. Karma, man. Yeah, it's a bitch. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, we meet Belloc, who has, because he speaks Hovito, so he's got the natives on his side. Yeah. And, and Indy uh, could warn him if only he spoke Hovito. He spoke Hovitos. And, like, it's a great thing. We have a great moment. You know, we learn that they are kind of, uh, you know, he's uh, He's his Moriarty to his homes. That's right. And he's like, once again, we learn that what, there's what, nothing you possess which I cannot I take. That's a gr- I remember one line, and you establish that they yeah. have that relationship. There's, there's a great uh, the, in the Mystery Science Theater episode guide. They talk about that line, and they said, "Like it's great. Use it after you've bested someone, or try it on a first date." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good. That's a good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a first date. Anyways, Indy. While he is like brandishing the idol and showing it off to the natives, and he runs off. The Hovitos chase him. I remember seeing their butts. Lots of bums. It's kind of funny as like a, a whatever, however old I was when I saw this movie. God, I was pretty young. But yeah, I remember being like, hey, look at their bums. Hee hee. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing that. <laughs> 40 whatever years later. God, yeah. Almost, almost 40 years. Almost 40 years. I want to talk for a second about Indy's pilot. His getaway pilot, yeah. Jacques. Jacques. Jacques made it that way. Jacques. So Jacques is sitting there fishing. Indian, Indiana Jones is like, Jacques, start the engine. He's got this whole horde of natives after him. Hobitos. Oh, and so when I was in Florida a couple years ago, Rachel and I were down in Florida for a wedding, and we went to Universal. Or no, mm-hmm. Disney. It's Disney. It's Disney. And there's a bar called Jacques, which is supposedly Jacques from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's great that he went into business for himself. Yeah, you know. He... It's a little odd that he'd have a gigantic snake in his plane. It is odd. And it, it's odd that it, Indiana Jones it, didn't, didn't notice that it snake on the way, the way down. <laughs> so, but we but learned. That, these are all shorthand for things that you're going to need to know later. Right. We learned that Indiana Jones hates snakes. And I remember the your brother saying at the time, show a little backbone. Well, he's like, it's because snakes don't have a backbone. Oh, I, I guess. Okay. Yeah. My brother is uh, very witty. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next scene, we see Indiana Jones that a teaching. whiskey you're having? No, it's the Coke, uh, Coke Zero that's going okay. with the whiskey. I don't, I'm not just drinking straight whiskey. I'm not that crazy. But my eyes. Oh, I usually just, oh, I minded too. All right. We so, may have to pause to refill ice. And pause to refill. All right. Yeah. Um, we're not there yet. First act break. Yeah. No, no. Once we get to the once we get to the the school scene, we'll take an act break. Well, this is the school scene. The oh, school once scene. we get past the school. Oh, oh. Once he once he leaves, then we'll take our break. <laughs> once we travel by, then we'll play intermission. Yeah, yeah. We'll play some intermission music. <laughs> <laughs> At that point. While he's flying over to Nepal. Yeah. All right. So, but no, we learn that now we learn that he's a teacher. Uh, he teaches archaeology. Yeah. And apparently he's very popular with the female students. Although this is not something they really ex- uh, explored all that much. I guess it's kind of a James Bondy kind of thing. 
but we don't yeah well um, lucas wanted uh indiana jones in his initial idea to be a combination of like clint eastwood Tashira mufune and like james bond uh, mm-hmm. And that he would he would live a playboy lifestyle with all the spoils of selling all these ancient artifacts. Uh, that that didn't kind of that's not how the character and he wanted to know like kung fu. Mm-hmm. So that none of that really happened, other than he had a whip. That was the the idea <laughs> Lucas had. That kind of that stayed. And then like Lawrence Kasdan was like, maybe you could be an alcoholic. And he's <laughs> like, no, no, maybe you could be a gambler. He's like, no, we want kids to have a role model. So, oh well. It worked on me. And, and also, and also uh, Lucas wanted Marion and, and Indy's relationship, like he wanted Marion to be like 11. And Spielberg's Whoa. like, she better be older than that. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Steven. Yeah, sometimes you got to rein these people in. That's the thing with yeah. George Lucas. You can't just let him go do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's got some good ideas. But yeah. you gotta, someone's got to be there to be like, ho, 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 how about yeah, we you gotta, do this way? Yeah, yeah, let's uh, mold these ideas into something useful. Yeah. But, I mean, there's the girl who winks her eyes. She's got to love yeah. you on her on her eyelids. Just weird. She had to really prep for that. You know? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. What if, it wasn't uh, even meant, what if it wasn't meant for him? She was like, I got a piece of cement in my eye. And, <laughs> yeah. and she oh, just keeps blinking to get guy, rid of it. Yeah. She was like, path. it was meant for Chad over there. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny um, there apparently is a cut scene where he's talking to a girl in the hallway who's like oh you said we could meet and he's but marcus has already told him that there's yeah. people from the government here to meet him and he's like what yeah. do i want to see them for so he porkins in trouble yes <laughs> porkins and this older bald gentleman who i don't i don't know but you know what always bugged me about marcus was that he was like a very sort of dignified fellow in this movie and then he becomes a bumbling idiot in the third one it's kind of yeah. Although I will, I often do that. Like he's, he's like run. He's like yes. <laughs> he's like uh, yes. So, I mean, I guess we don't see enough of Marcus to really get. Uh, yeah, he's not character. an idiot in this one. But though. yeah, like, he's he, got it, it together because he's like yeah. he's like it's like nothing you've ever gone after before. Well, this is the scene. Only, this is like only the, the Hebrews thought. I like that line a lot. Yeah, that's just what the Hebrews said. So, like, these guys go, they're, they're from the American government. They've intercepted Nazi communiques that say that Hitler is looking for the Ark of the Covenant. And he's his men may have discovered it in the city of Tanis, which is outside of Cairo currently. But I like how, the, like, the it's kind of, you know, as a kid, I didn't appreciate the scene, obviously, because I didn't care. I just wanted to see yeah, this. this- yeah, this is a uh, this is exposition done well. Yeah, it is. It's done well. It's quick to the point. But you also get some good character stuff in here. Like you said, Marcus, we, yeah. he knows his stuff. He knows that like the city of Tennis was consumed by a sandstorm and all that stuff. There's a lot of like intrigue and drama. We also kind of learn that Indiana Jones doesn't really believe in this stuff, which is kind of funny because yeah. when he talks about the guy says, "What's that coming out of the ark?" There, he says, "Oh, fire, power, of God." you believe in that sort of thing like so we learn that indiana jones is not obviously a very good christian he just right. <laughs> he just wants which, to find this yeah. stuff yeah it's all folklore to him you know which i love i love that about him yes so he, so okay we also learn about abner ravenwood abner ravenwood yes who was the expert on because his name comes up in the uh in the message in the not communicates, yeah. Staff of Ra, mm-hmm. yeah. Tannis, whatever. So yeah, but anyway, the end result 
is that they're going to send Indiana Jones to go do this, which is kind of a, I don't even know how that jump is made. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess America's not really in the war yet. No. This is 1938, right? Yes. Right, 1938. It's it's in the 30s anyway, because the yeah. other one takes place in 36, the next right. one. I think this is 38. So hmm. America is not in the war yet. but So I guess that's why they wouldn't just send an army to blow up all these Nazis digging up Cairo looking for okay. <laughs> But we also learn in the next scene when Marcus goes to see him in his house to tell him, they want you to go for it. He says, of course, she'll still be with him. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hinting at what happened. What happened with Indiana's 11-year-old girlfriend. (laughs) But also we get that warning, yes, from Marcus that the the Ark is all-powerful. It's like nothing you've ever, you know, been after before. And it's kind of, uh, it's Mm -hmm. it's, adds a little intrigue. Mm -hmm. All right, so what do you want to do? Yeah. And, oh, you're uh, playing the music? Yeah, I was doing the music for you. Oh, mm-hmm. Time to go get some ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, welcome back. We have traveled by map, as the yes. puppets put it. <laughs> now he is in Nepal. Well, first, we don't take- see... Him. I would yeah. just like to point out that uh, mm-hmm. the the scene of him on the seaplane, uh, the guy I always thought was tote with the newspaper looking mm-hmm. at him. It's actually ILM visual effects artist Dennis Murin. No, how about that? There you go. There's yeah. a couple of and that's yeah, a matte matte painting. Matte painting. <laughs> I, I should also point out, in case you've never seen this movie, which seems silly that you would listen to a podcast about it, but they make it a point to say an army carrying the ark with it would be invincible. Like they yeah. think that the Ark does have powers and that the Nazis could. Yeah. If win. Hitler had a Twitter account, then he'd be like, yeah. you know, Nazis I'm need fine. Ark vote. Don't worry about coronavirus. Oh, no. no. <laughs> he probably would anyway. But yeah. So yeah. But like that's the established the stakes is what I'm saying. And that's very important in any screenplay for anybody who's ever thinking about writing a screenplay. You need stakes. And that's what, um, that's what they established here. The Ark isn't just a quest for a cool relic, which is what Indiana Jones is. As, the, as Porkins points out, he is a finder of you know rare antiquities. But yeah. um, it's not just that. It's a quest. It's like a, it's a race against evil, as they say in the third movie. It's the same kind of thing. So anyway, he go. We go to Nepal. We are in Nepal. We are in. This is one of my, again, another scene I did not understand a whit in 1981. Yes. <laughs> but now I think it's a really fun scene. This is the drinking contest between Marion and yes. this fat guy. The, yeah. And it's it's a, it's another thing. It tells you, like, everything yeah, you really a, it need It establishes everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. And she's a hard drinker, but she's, she's, she's smart. She's great. She can handle... Or booze, she can handle a lot of things. She can handle everything. So yeah, she drinks this big guy under the table. Wins a bunch of money. Wins a bunch of money. And then flash call. Money. And then Indiana Jones. Like we see this great silhouette well, shot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also, Spielberg was like, "I want to. I want you to know who Indiana Jones is just through silhouette." And he uses that giant shadow silhouette trick a couple of times in the various films. 
Yeah, it's perfect. The hat makes for the perfect, like, that's indie, you know. And yeah, like, I remember I did watch, like, a couple documentaries, and, like, there's different line readings for this scene, but the one that they use is perfect. The way she just says, Indiana Jones. Like, I don't even think they've really established that that's, I guess they have said his name, but, like, that's just, like, a great, like, you are Indiana Jones. Like, his name, I mean, as we learn later, his name is Henry, but he is Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like, it's just great. Okay. And, like, the way she just tosses the the glass, the shot glasses down, and she's just like, oh. Like, she hasn't seen him in 10 years, as we established, because he comes in, he's looking for this piece, the head staff of the staff, uh, sorry, the headpiece of the staff of Ra, so that he can help him find the art. We don't know how. Oh, I guess we do. He did establish in the exposition. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry, but the Staff of Ra is for the headpiece of the Staff of Ra and why it's important. They did establish that in the previous scene. I forgot. But yeah, I love this scene because he's looking at her. He's kind of just like casually like, yeah, so I'm looking for this headpiece. And then she socks him. Like, oh, she... (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And she did say... They did several takes, and she might have she popped him a couple times. It seems like they used one where she hit him, because he it looks it's a good punch. And I don't, I'm gonna just uh, I want to say right now I love Marion. In 1981, there weren't a lot of like female heroes, you know. I mean, they were kind of it wasn't exactly women in fridges or whatever they call that thing in comics, but like yeah, there weren't uh, a yeah, lot yeah. of powerful women. I know now it's every movie has strong women characters back then she was she was different she was great i would watch if they did a show right now right like young marion ravenwood like what she did in those 10 years they'll probably do that now that you mentioned it oh well i want some credit for that how about that i'll write that sure but anyways indy promises her some money if she has the headpiece and then maybe you could find it yeah I think he knows she has it. She's like, maybe I don't know where it is. I mean, she's not. Come back she's... tomorrow. Yeah. Turns out she's wearing that ginormous thing around her neck. That's kind of heavy, isn't it? Isn't that kind of... Well, it looks like it's made out of plastic, so. Well, it looks. he says it's a worthless bronze medallion. So it's not like gold. Hmm. Anyway, but then we meet... Uh, third Tote. place. Yeah, which they never actually say his name in the movie. No, but he's a great villain, this guy, Tote. T-O-H-T. I love that. Like, I didn't know who Nazis were. You know, I didn't know anything, but I knew that guy was a bad guy. That's the American school system at work for you. (laughs) I was like six. (laughs) But, like, you know, you know he's a bad guy, and he talks. Well, he's got got very menacing music when he walks. Although, there is some very bad prosthetic makeup to make those... uh, stunt guys look asian yeah they don't really because i believe one of them is the same guy that he fights later in the plane oh really i think it's that guy because that guy also is the thuggy guard uh on the like the big ball guy yeah oh wow how about that yeah i forget a lot of work from these couple he was uh but yeah spielberg was a big fan of of his uh stunt work also in uh harrison ford's uh stunt double was uh vic armstrong who, if you see the two of them back in the day, back in the early 80s, they look like they could have been brothers. And Vic Armstrong, they don't look alike at all now. Vic Armstrong went on to do, like, second unit directing on a bunch of James Bond films. Oh, how about that? A bunch of, at least on the Pierce Brosnan ones, he did a bunch of. 
A lot of the stuntmen go on to be direct, like action directors and stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah, he put a he put a book out too about his uh, his career as a stuntman, which uh, I'm not going to recommend. It was it was really oh. kind of dry and kind of boring. <laughs> but you know, hey, he did it. <laughs> he did it. So. Well, we establish at least that because, as Toad says, surely he told you there would be others looking for it. You know, smart. I know. Look, Marion doesn't really back down, even though she does get rescued by Indiana Jones. She's not, you know, a damsel in distress. But there is a great moment. They're about to burn her with her own, uh, what do they call that thing that you stoke uh, the poker. fire with? Poker? Poker, sure. Yeah. And Indiana Jones, woo, whips the thing out of his hand, let her go. That That's like, oh, what yeah. a great line. A big fight ensues. The bar goes up in flames. Wait. Because the poker went flying. Drink one out for whiskey. Oh, well, we're getting there. I know. Oh. I got. You don't have whiskey, though, do you? No, I don't think I can drink whiskey. I can't oh, remember if that's got gluten in or not, but that was how I remember. Yeah, so anyway. Whiskey. So, yeah, I love. During the fight, first of all, one of Marion's barrels gets, like, shot through, and yes. some alcohol starts to pour out, and she takes a quick well, here, sip of it. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'd like to say about this movie is, like, gags like that, they're quick, they're humorous. They're not like in Guardians of the Galaxy where it pulls you out of the scene. That's always been my issue with the Marvel movies is that there'll be a, a dramatic something going on and then they got to throw in a gag. These gags are like they're more like they come out of the situation. So. Hmm. Yeah, it was a fun, quick gag. She takes a quick sip she, and then she's back in the fight. But yeah, there's a guy. They're trying to burn Indy's face by having like burnt, like lighting fire and the liquor's going all across the bar and it's face is being mushed into the bar. She asks him for a bottle of whiskey. She grabs it, hands it to him, and he smashes it over the guy. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Yeah. Moves out of the way of the oncoming flame. Right. Just it. Now, I want to point out, while we're at this scene, that this is not CGI fire. I mean, this is like real fire that these guys are all fighting in and playing in. It's, I mean, you know, this is 1980. Yeah, the only time that there's superimposed <laughs> fire is at the end with Belloc. Right, because it's, it's to, so they didn't get an yeah. R rating. But we'll get to R rating, right? We'll get that. But yeah, I mean, like this is like these guys. It, they said it was really hot in there, like oh, <laughs> fire, like, real fire. These, it's dangerous. <laughs> There's the great scene too, where Indy's struggling with the guy. Probably the the guy you're talking about, the guy on the plane. I think that guy's name was Pat something or other. Gung Ho, <laughs> um, as I call him. <laughs> I always thought he looked like Gung Ho. The G.I. Joe guy. And Toad's, my, one of my favorite parts in a line that I used to think about all the time as a little kid, and he says, shoot them. Shoot them both. And then Indy and he, like, he look at each other, and then they shoot the, they shoot the, the Nazi guy. <laughs> so, but the key part of this scene, well, one of the key parts of this scene is that Toad sees the staff of Ra headpiece on the ground, in the, kind of in the flames, he reaches down to try to grab it, and it burns his hand, and he screams and runs out into the snow and puts it out. Yes. But I always, that's very interesting. Anyways, Indy and Marion survive. They leave. She grabs the medallion. The place burns down. And, you know, I mean, she says, until I get back my $5,000, I'm your goddamn partner. I think she's in it for the, for the fun, too. For the adventure. So for the adventure. And they're going to 
They're going to go after the iron. And then we play the Indiana Jones video game from Atari. Atari one. I oh, it's, it's not good. But the arcade <laughs> one, I made. The, I think I made that reference last week, and no one, no one caught it. But like, we always used to play that, and be like, "We walk from here." I always remember soon, Kalimasha Because I think that's what you said when you died, which I died yeah. all the time. That was like the hardest game ever. Well, the Atari one was even more difficult, and it was terrible. <clears throat> Disappointing. All right, so, but the next, we meet Sala. Ah, oh, uh, yes. Sala. Sala is the best digger in Egypt, he says, and but the excavation is enormous, as we learned. So the Nazis are here in Cairo digging yes, which up. which is actually Tunisia doubling for Cairo. That's and right. One it's... of the other things, and here's like old school movie making, which they wouldn't have to do now, is that they had to have everybody take their tv antennas down off their roofs yeah. so they be in the shot now you just like use the clone tool and get rid of that and... two or three hundred tv antennas yeah. taken down but that's also the same tunisian desert where they filmed tatooine scenes yes. for star wars so that's pretty interesting but so yeah sala you know gives them the the Belosh. The Belosh. And they call him Belosh. We find out Belloc is here. Been hired by the Nazis to, or hired, or shanghaied, as he says. They've hired a shanghaied every digger in Cairo. But uh, I think he's been hired, or whatever. He's working with the Nazis. Yes. But Indy has the the headpiece. But also, another cool moment, Sala also gives him the same sort of thing that Marcus told him earlier. Like that the Ark is... It sh- it's it should not be disturbed. He thinks, yeah. it's, you know. It's, so another warning. Sort of. These things come in threes. Got it's a rule of threes. Yeah. It's two already. Two people that have warned him that the ark is bad and should just stay where it's stay where it is. We also meet this fucking monkey, voiced by <laughs> Frank Welker. That's right. Yes. Megatron and basically any animal you've ever seen on TV. Yeah. And what's I, his name from Scooby-Doo? Yeah, Fred, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So this Nazi monkey, basically, like, is the cause of a lot of trouble. But at the time, it's funny, because you're like, oh, look at that cute monkey. You're like, oh, yeah. the monkey, it's so cute. But, uh, yeah, so there's, like, a big fight in the streets of Cairo. That's what. That's one of the great things about this movie is the music is memorable by John Williams. As that's always. right, so John Williams. That's why I can keep singing it <laughs> to you. you. Have to take a break. Yeah. No, of course I. I have this soundtrack still on my out in my record collection. There, the same one I had in the 1980s. Again, I like this scene, Marion. Even though I mean, she's kind of like Indy is trying to save her and help her, but she's not helpless. She she bonks that guy in the head with the frying pan. Yeah. You know, and she tried she she's holding her own. But yeah, we see all this Indies fighting in the streets with these um locals who have been hired by the Nazis to I I guess kick the shit out of them. So yeah. We get the famous swordsman scene, which yeah. now established or it's been established that Harrison Ford was really sick. Apparently food poisoning went all over the crew in and every, everybody yes. but Steven Spielberg, basically, because he had his own food, his own kid yeah. food brought in. Harrison Ford had the Hershey Slurgies. 
Yeah, yeah. Hershey's thing. <laughs> so they had this whole fight scene with this swordsman. They even released an action figure of this guy. Yeah, they did. And you could take off his robe and he had a little thong on or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, this is weird. And Harrison Ford said, why don't I just shoot the guy? And they said, okay. And, but it's great because they call back to that in the second movie, but he doesn't have yeah. his gun on there. So I think that was pretty Yeah, funny. and they even played a little Cairo Swordsman music at that point. Yeah. It's a little musical still there. So this is a part that I guess this is my biggest problem with the movie, I suppose. So Marion has been kidnapped thanks to that Nazi monkey. Yeah. Rat and around. She would have got she's, away. But yeah, she's he's in this basket right here. Yeah. So they take her and they're running through the street. She's like, Indy and all that. And like it's a fun little chase scene. They put her in the back of a truck, or so we think. Indiana Jones shoots the driver, the truck tips over and it's for some reason, has a bunch of explosives in it. It's like a total, like, weird, wily coyote kind of thing. Like, there's just yeah, it was an Acme delivery truck. Yeah, right. For Warner Brothers, it made no real sense that that was there. I guess unless they're digging and they're blowing stuff. I don't know, but they uh, don't explain it. Whatever. Some dynamite, I guess you need dynamite. The truck blows up, and Indy assumes that Marion is dead. Did he ever see her body or anything? I don't like. Oh, well, you gonna go through that truck that's on fire and go no, look at? No, but I mean, I don't know. We don't know okay. how much time has passed, but in the next scene, he's in a bar drinking, sad that oh. she's dead. And of course, they have a nice moment with him and Belloc, where he's Belloc kind of establishes more again what the arc is about and why it's why they're doing it. But it's kind of, this scene's a little weird. Under too. different circumstances, Indian Belloc may have been friends. Yeah. He's, but I, I also. Like don't... They would post on the same internet forum about archaeology if it was modern day. That's <laughs> probably true, yes. I don't love that Belloc is kind of like twisting his mustache here, you know, metaphorically. He's kind of like, we are not, you know, we are very much alike, and it would not take much to, you know, now you're getting nasty like you know he's basically saying i'm bad you know like it's kind of weird but it's okay it's the 80s i'm I'm not gonna nitpick about that but it's kind of you know if you look at it you're like that's kind of funny dialogue but whatever but he's anyway india's upset because marin is dead and he's drinking and i love the line where he says sit down before you fall down i think of that a lot sometimes as i'm drunk (laughs) uh but they go to see this old man that Sala knows. Come, who... come, look here. Well, all the all Sala's kids come in and right. save rescue him. Yeah, it's funny. There's also another, we didn't really establish, we established in the next scene, I'm sorry, in the next yeah. scene with the old man, that the Nazis have a headpiece. Yes. And we only know, well, we find out later that it's because Tote had it, like, Embedded when he, in his yeah, skin when, when he, he touched it. Burned, yeah, when it burned but it's it only his... half because only he only touched one side, obviously. Yeah. So the other side didn't get. And Tote's action figure came with a little, you know, burned. I know, and he could put his, his you kind of do the Zeke Hall, and you could see. Yeah, so it's weird. a great moment again, and not something I didn't understand as a kid. I didn't know what Heil Hitler was all about, but but I do love the scene when the the old man tells them that oh, there's something on the other side. So subtract two inches or however many it was for the headpiece it was inches right yeah so they find out one of my favorite lines 
when he they're says digging they're, in they're the, digging in the digging wrong, the wrong place. place. And then Silent starts singing his song. Which <laughs> I, love. I am the monarch of the sea. <laughs> And then Indy's about to eat his poisoned date, which yeah. uh, was that the guy with the eye patch? Yeah. Dumped who I wonder if he was a bad guy. Who was uh, who the was the real the monkey owner? Yeah. And well, then the, the monkey monk- owner. The monkey ate the bad dates, died, yeah. dead on the I floor. Know. It's what another kind of surprising thing for an 80s movie to have the the animal die, but it was a Nazi monkey, so it probably yeah, did. Yeah, it did do the Heil Hitler a, a while back. That was a joke that yeah, I'm like, I could have cut that. Yeah, That's almost yeah. like Jar Jar Binks level of not good. The Heil Hitler not, yeah, yeah, that is pretty bad. But I also went right over my head as a, as a kid. But so Indiana Jones... You know, get him Sala and his guys. They, they, well, first of all, Indiana Jones and Sala go to the map room. There's the very dramatic thing when Indy finds, you know, where the Well of the Souls is because he's got the real headpiece. Yeah, and he's he got the, the correct staff. staff at the, the sun shines time. through. I remember I had it's... the map room toy as a oh, kid. Yeah, I had the Well of Souls. Oh, man. So close, but he knows where the well of the souls is, and I always remember the book and record. You remember? Oh, I got, uh, I got a picture record? of it in this book. <laughs> well, I remember. What he well, said, turn the page it. when you hear Indy yeah. crack his whip like this. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a long whip sound. Yeah, it's like this is like half the record right here. <laughs> well, I remember though, because they can't do it dramatically on the record, so they have to have Indiana Jones say, "That's it, the well of the souls." <laughs> And my Which... brother and I used to kind of sing the song to it. <laughs> the well of the soul. It was weird. I don't know. But I, that's like such a, a, like looking at it now, I'm like, this is a really bad set. It just looks like a movie set to me. The map room or just yeah, in general? Oh, map. okay. Yeah. Yeah, the map room is is kind of. I mean, it's yeah, whatever. It means to it, and it's a little cheesy when like the the sun shines through and it shoots yeah. this giant like, like everything yeah. just like. Whoosh. I don't know if that's supposed to just be like. Because really, license. Yeah, I or, think that's like the impression yeah. you're supposed to get, not what's actually happening. Right. So they dig it up. It is Han Solo's fever dream, after all. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they dig it up. The the best part, they they open the. They're digging. They open the thing. Well, here's the weird part: is that they start digging, and like no one's sort of like, "Hey, what's with those guys way over there?" Yeah, the excavation is enormous. Well, yeah, I guess that's what it is. I have one other major gripe with the film later on, but this—that okay. was one of them that no one's sort of like, "Hey, look at that! Like that guy in silhouette that looks like Indiana Jones over there." Well, they do eventually discover them, but uh, yeah, eventually. I think we're supposed to believe no, because I think. Sala does say there's not one brain among them. Yes, I think except we're supposed one. to believe that the Nazis are are dumb and Balak, yeah, as we say, is the only as except one, call him Balash. He's Nazi. the only one with any brains. So the Nazis are kind of dumb. But anyway, yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, I've thought about that. Like, eh, why didn't anybody just go? Hey, what are you guys doing over there? Yeah. But hey, what, whatever. What are you guys looking for? find anything huh? you're digging over here the well of the souls is over like, there everybody else knocked off like two hours ago why are you guys still here it's like it's like you know what are you gonna do eight o'clock are you <laughs> I still, know, they find you it still using dark? your leaf blower you guys using a leaf blower it's dark <laughs> out now 
They find the well of souls. There's lightning for no, you know, just for dramatic oh, effect. Yeah, it's more just because God's like, hey. Yeah. Oh, what I are you guys doing? Cool. Yeah, you digging up my ark? Yeah. There's like the the crazy. Stuff. You know, I'm an all loving God, but. Yeah, but. You might want to back the fuck up. My stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, but they we the best thing like the best line. He throws the. They can't see down there, but he says, Indy, why does the floor move? Throws mm. the torch down. And as I found out in my research, some 9,000 snakes down there. <laughs> Steven Spielberg yeah, wow. ordered 9,000 snakes. If Yeah, if you watch those behind-the-scenes things, they just got, like, yeah. trash barrels full of snakes that they're dumping out. Well, apparently they had 2,000. He's like, you know, when I do these wide shots, it's just it's not enough snakes. They were all not poisonous except for the cobra which was not you know which you could see the glass right but i love the snakes why does it have to be snakes like that is the well i would like in fact today whenever i say you go first i always say ask very dangerous (laughs) today when we're leaving so john rice davies said that he gets asked to say that line all the time by fans and stuff just pretty interesting Seems I'm using like Lord of the Rings and stuff, but yeah. they still say, say asps. <laughs> say that great line from that episode of Sliders. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yes, yeah, so Indiana Jones goes down, he falls, the cobra's right in his face. You can barely see the glass, but it's. I think they've fixed it now. They may have, they've digitally oh, retouched it. Yeah. Because you and I and our ladies went to see it in the theater a few years ago, just before that's the right. Blu ray Blu ray release. And uh, and that was like the first time I really watched it not on a small television since like mm. 1980 whatever, and right. I think we were both like amazed at how fantastic it was, and there were little things that we were just not picking up on. Oh yeah, I mean it's I think because they 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 filmed it like it was a 1930s movie. It's I think that makes it sort of timeless. You know what I mean? It doesn't look it dated or anything. You know it's. Uh... Yeah, it still looks good. If you have a, if there's a repertory theater in your area, and you get a chance to see this movie on a big screen, go. Yeah, Christ, don't wait. Christ, don't wait. So, uh, in the Well of Souls, they oh, do after, find the make ark. Sure, make sure it's after the the coronavirus. Yeah, don't go to a theater now, please. But they do find the ark. They bring it up. And then well, and on, the, on the wall and stuff, they've got all those like the hieroglyphics, and there was the C three PO and R two D two. That's right. Meanwhile, we skipped over a very important detail. We did. While Indiana Jones was sneaking around the desert, or after the map room, he has he's he finds his way into a tent, and Marion is there, tied up. Yes. And in kind of a dick move, he does not rescue her. (laughs) But but his his logic being, if they rescue her, then Nazis will be out. Right. Looking for they'll it. know Maybe. they'll be looking for us, but the ark is more important to him than his girl, who's not eh, kind of his girl, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it seems like they start like this is the point where they start being like, "Hey," because he gives her a little kiss, and uh, right. he's like, she, "I'm so good." I don't know. Obviously, she wants to be let set free, yeah. But I feel like there's a part of her that gets it. Yes, you know. And I like, because when he says, I know where the Ark is, Mary, and she's like, the Ark is here? 
Like, she's excited. She knows. Yeah. Like, she's this is a big deal. Her dad, as we established in the earlier scene, spent her yeah, whole dragged life dragging her, all her around. around the, the world uh, with his little pieces of junk or whatever she says. Right, right. So I feel like Marion, even though she's pissed because, like, well, wouldn't you be pissed? There, right. Yeah. There's a part of her deep down, because she obviously does forgive him pretty quick, that, like, understands why yeah. he did this. Anyways, but this leads to one of my favorite scenes. Another thing I didn't get, but we go back to the, like, Belloc has a thing for her. Yes. And he... Because Karen Allen is a pretty lady. Oh, of course. Why wouldn't you? And she, they establish that she might know something or whatever, but Belloc has already said, like, I tell you, the girl knows nothing. Like, he's trying to protect her. He wants, yeah. He's got to think for her. He brings her this pretty dress. Yep. And apparently, Karen Allen was like, why would she put that on? And, but once they came up with this, like this, I don't know what the original script was, but Karen Allen and Paul Freeman, who plays Belloc, kind of came up with this idea to do this drinking game thing. And the, the knife was also, the, yes. she puts on the dress, she takes her wad of clothes and covers the knife because he brings her food. And there's like a butter knife. Well, it's not a butter knife, but it's, it's like, like a steak knife. It's like a steak knife, yeah. And she, she, she's going to use that to try to get away. Even though he already said the desert is three weeks in every direction. So I don't know. She's going to have to steal a car or something. But... They got Jeeps. They got All tanks. Right. They've got a plane. That's They've right. got a truck. What truck? But I love like that Marion is, like I said, she's not this helpless nothing female. She's trying to get out of there. And they have this drinking contest, well, sort of, it, and Which he's got his... Back in to the to other part. Yeah, exactly. You introduce a drinking game in the first part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, speaking of drinking games, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Let's pour so, one out for Marion Ravenwood. They're drinking his family label, which I don't know what it is. It's a clear liquor, liquor, so I don't know what that is, but it's not what I'm drinking. Mm. Ron Swanson once said that clear liquor is for supermodels on dates or on diets. <laughs> he says diet. I'm sorry, dates. I screwed that one up. Right, whatever. Back to Indiana Jones. He has this, literally the minute the Ark is pulled out of the Well of Souls, he's discovered the worst time possible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he is still down there. The Ark is up there. Belloc is. Wait, you really got to go back and like, because uh, Marion tries to escape and then Tote walks in. Oh, right. Oh, I can't believe it. I forgot. One of the best gags. Yeah. Of all time. Yeah. Which was a gag in 1941, the aforementioned crappy right. movie. But he's, that, yeah, it was established that, didn't, that, that work. didn't work. Yeah. yeah. But Steven Spielberg wanted to try again. It works this time. Yeah. Because Tote is so evil. Yeah. So you, she tries to get out because Belloc is drunk. She has successfully gotten him yes. drunk enough. He's about to let her run away. Yeah. And she's like, well, I must be going, Renee. She turns around, runs away, and Toad is standing there. And I love his line. He says, you Americans always overdressing at the wrong occasions. <laughs> she runs to hide behind Belloc. I love And, and then Toad pulls out this. Looks like like nunchucks almost. Right, it looks like nunchucks, and they play the scary music. And Marion and Belloc are scared, and he turns it into a coat hanger and hands it to his guy to hang his coat on. It's, yes. it is a great, it's a good gag. Gag. So I'm glad Spielberg kept stuck with it. Mm. 
But so they have Marion, and then they go back. They have Indiana. Indiana Jones is down there by himself in such an the, awful place. Yeah, and then the Nazis throw Marion down. Yeah, because she's no longer any use to us. But uh, Belloc is going was fine. Yeah, he's a little upset, but he kind of just says adieu. <laughs> That's the end of that. They cover up the well of the souls and leave Marion and Indy down there. With snakes. Snakes, yeah. Well, 9,000 snakes. But because he's Indiana Jones, he knows he can just... Okay, he hops up on one of the he, Egyptian statues. Yeah, well, he sees that one of the walls is kind of it's like hollow. It's got so snakes, snakes coming out. out. Yeah. Which yeah. is real weird. It is weird. Think about Why it. are they going there? Yeah. doesn't matter. It's a great look. It's a good effect. And he knows that he can bust through that wall. So he knocks the statue over, rides it, like a horse or something. It's just like, boom. God. Yeah. Knocks down a wall. Marion then is like surrounded by a bunch of cobweb covered dead people. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Bothered me. Apparently it bothered her too. She did not. She liked, she hated that worse than the snakes. Mm. He's weird. Like just, but I don't know why like, they're like Spielberg used to kind of torture her on set. Apparently. Yeah, you know, would put like spiders in her hair and throw snakes at her and shit, and she was sort of like, "I don't. This is not cool." Yeah. But they let bygones be bygones, and then right. filmed a fourth crappy Indiana Jones movie together. Oh, let's not even let's not even talk about that. But so I feel like this is all almost preamble to the next two scenes. The next two scenes. Oh, is it time for another break then? I don't mm. know. Do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you need more ice? All right. They break out of the Well of the Souls and they see this plane and Indiana Jones deduces that they're going to fly it out of here. So their plan is to get on the plane, I guess, and Mm. hide there. Obi-Wan style, I guess, and hide there. And, uh, yeah. But... Obi Wan's the only one that ever hit on a plane. <laughs> it was the first one I thought of. I don't know who else hit on a plane. I don't know. The uh, but snakes, snakes on a plane. Yeah. So he goes like, first. Indiana Jones fights with the mechanic. I like the which shot. is another classic scene. Yes, oh, this whole this whole sequence is one of the best action scenes. Maybe only eclipsed by the next one with the truck, but. This I love this scene. So he's fighting with the guy. The guy's got a wrench, and Indy like, hold like is wrestling with him and holds the arm out, and the propeller cuts the wrench like in half, or cuts the the head, like ah that was just so. Cool. I thought it just knocked it out of his hand, but still, it I feels like it would. I swear, I saw regardless. a piece a piece of it fly off. So well, let's go with that know. then. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Whether it happened or not, let's do it. It's a funny little cameo here. So. Uh, the pilot of the plane who Marion knocks out with the, the... What do they call those things that keep the wheels from going? Whatever they call those things. Well, we'll just call them blocks. Yeah, blocks. So she... So the pilot was sick along... You know, had food poisoning like everybody else. And Steven Spielberg told Frank Marshall to get in the suit. The producer. The producer, yeah. Frank Marshall, yeah. Get in the suit. You're going to be the pilot. So he's, first he thought, oh, cool, <clears throat> I'm in this one quick scene. But he, it was like three days... It's 103, you know, it's 130 degrees out there in the desert, and he's in a yeah. cockpit in this big puffy suit. Anyways, but this is the part I like because this this guy that we talked about, the stuntman, 
who's was already in the movie and is also in the next movie. Pat, whatever he, his name is. Pat, whatever. Gung Ho. Yeah. This big Nazi guy. Like, he's a big dude. And he comes out, he, like, wants to fight. Like, he doesn't really care, I don't think, about, like, stopping Indiana Jones or anything. He just wants, he's got his He just wants up. to beat him up. Yeah, he yeah. just wants to fight. He'd be like a he'd be like a an old style boxer, you know. Yeah, like he had the stance and everything. And I love this because we've seen Indiana Jones fight a lot in this movie and punch a lot of you know a bunch of fuckers out. But like, this is like a guy like he's not, we haven't really established that he wants to fight. Like you know he fights because he has to, but this guy like wants to fight. It's kind of I don't know. I always like that dynamic. This guy's like, hey, I just want to, I know who you are, and I just want to beat you up. So they have this great fight around this plane, and the propeller is spinning, and like Indiana Jones has to, you know, dodge the propeller. The guy is like to dodge the the landing gear, which he didn't do. He tore his ACL when that thing ran over. Him. Oh man! But he said he didn't. Harrison Ford said he didn't trust the Tunisian doctors, so he just wrapped ice around it, and kept going. Man, like, man, talk about awesome. I'd like to get, do you remember when we worked in the video store, there was that poster of Jackie Chan, right? And it just mm-hmm. listed all his injuries. I'd like <laughs> to get the Harrison Ford version of all yeah. the injuries that guy has had. Yeah, because he was out for a lot of the filming of the next movie because he fucked up his back. Oh, man, he's just like, I remember it was something on the third one, I think, and they showed him stapling the hat to his head. Oh, that was, I think that was, yeah. It was it, that time where they were doing the, uh, the tank. On thing. the tank, yeah. So Harrison Ford suffers for his art. And never let it be said that he doesn't. But anyway, so he's fighting this. Marion gets in the cockpit, and I love it. She starts shooting at them. I mean, it's like she's she's down. Yeah. You don't, uh, hear, you don't have to keep convincing us all, Marion's a strong lady. We get it. Yeah, strong lady. Yeah. But there's also she's also trapped in there, and the there because of all the shooting and the shenanigans. Yeah, it's like when it's like when my dog got trapped in the car when it press the lock button i couldn't get her out oh i'm kidding oh <laughs> <laughs> but there's also fire because like you know the, the the wing hit the gas hit a gas tank gas is leaking the whole thing and like stuff is blowing up and that draws it's the going attention down. Of, yeah yeah that draws the attention of all the other nazis who they think like they think we got the yak we're good but uh, the you know, stuff is blowing up and everything. They're like, "Oh, we gotta go." So, and I, but I love this scene because, uh, yeah, the guy just Indiana Jones is actually he tries to get his gun. He doesn't want to fight. He wants to just shoot this guy and get moving. <laughs> like I love it. He throws sand in his face. He bites him like he's fighting dirty. And then the guy is like, "Oh, he's putting up his dukes and he's standing." The propeller is right behind him. Indy. Indiana Jones sees it, turns away. The guy probably had time to move, but, you know, it's movie magic. So, like, the guy gets chopped up by the propeller, and I love, like, the blood splatters all over the swastika. Indy jumps up, grabs his gun, blows the cockpit lock, grabs Marion, and the plane blows up, and they cannot fly the Ark out. So we find out from Sala, who's so pleased they're not dead. I love this. Holy smokes, my friends. The next scene. Literally, the next, like, minutes later, I guess. I don't know. Like, this is a... Shit, I've been talking talking a bunch, and I had myself on mute because I was was eating cookies. I couldn't hear you. I was like, is John still here? Sorry about that. I had said a bunch of stuff, but go on. 
Well, I just was thinking, so the next scene, he says that, that the Ark is being loaded on a truck. They're going to fly it out of Cairo. What Indiana truck? Jones, the famous, yeah, what truck? So between the well of the soul, the plane, the truck, this is just one bad day for Indiana Jones? Like a yeah, it's not day. as bad as the day as when he was a kid and he whipped himself in the face, fell into a thing of snakes, and got an yeah. Indiana Jones hat. That was a rough day, too. I guess so, yeah. But like this is it's just funny because like as far as movie pacing goes, this is really crazy. Like there's a lot going on in the middle of this movie. This is where most movies fall apart. But literally, that's like this whole movie is this middle section. Yes. Yeah. No. This the this truck sequence. Like I used to watch it over and over again on video. It's It's really good. good. And Steven Spielberg did not do a lot of the truck scene. This was the second unit guy, Michael Moore. Who Spielberg trusted, but he doesn't give a lot of stuff away to second units. So this was kind of like a big deal. But uh, it looks so good. So like, and again, we learn a lot about, we already know about Indiana Jones, but like we, we have some great indie moments in here. So he's on a horse, he jumps in the truck, throws the passenger out. I love just like, <laughs> woo, he just whips him out. Yeah. Uh there's like all kinds of jeeps and everything, like and other cars around. But Indy, but like, you've got a you've got a, a a truck full of Nazis with the uh, with the Ark in the back. Yeah, in the back, right. Yeah. And he's fighting with the driver, like he's fighting with every. But when he he gets control of the truck, and he's driving, and then he's driving. He's like Kramer, and now I'm driving the. <laughs> but I love the part with the little mo- the little the little two seater motorcycle comes up next to him, and he kind of he's got that smile in his face and he just kind of like nudges it off the yeah. like off the road he knocks the other jeep off and they go off the cliff yes i think That's... that was one of the few scenes that they actually redid for the blu-ray oh really oh. Uh, may, or but there's a yeah where there's, uh, the, there was a redone scene but i love it because he's like for the first time i feel like in the whole movie he's literally in the driver's seat and figuratively like you know, like it's so funny, and he's got this powerful truck, and he's ramming all these cars off the road. But there's this, like he and he's like drive. The Nazis are trying to climb on the sides to get up to the to him, and he's like knocking them off and everything. And and but there's this one guy who's kind of old. I always thought it was kind of funny. This guy looks kind of old. He's kind of like an old Nazi, but he decides to climb on the top. The guy that the guy that looks like Paul Hogan. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He looks kind of like a bald Paul Hogan. <laughs> But he climbs on the top of the truck. He gets he, so he doesn't get knocked off. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. That's right. He gets in the driver's seat, and he's you know he and Indy are fighting. He throws Indy through the windshield. Well, doesn't Indy get shot too at some point, or does that? Yeah, he happen? got shot earlier. Actually, that was yeah, a good he shot. Shot in the arm. The, yeah, the, and so the, the blood guy splatters to punch onto him the in the arm. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny in this scene because there's like. There's a lot of shots of Indiana Jones driving, and there's blood and dirt and all this stuff on the windshield. You can't even really see him at some mm. point. Mm. It's kind of like I wonder, like if Steven Spielberg was like, "No, keep it." Like, you know, whatever, well, Spielberg you know? said that uh, he had to learn to like a shot and not love it because they were moving at such a fast pace. Because he had wow. he had something to prove. He was like, "I want to show that I can bring a movie in on time and under budget." Mm. So they were just like, "Go, that. okay, just just yeah, that's good enough." Well, it looks. It looks great, though. It adds to like the real. Even though we were talking about Spielberg didn't shoot this part, but you know what I mean. No, but I, he did approve of everything. Like he wasn't, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, this is so Indiana Jones is he gets thrown through the windshield and he is hanging on to the front. And meanwhile, Belloc's little car and tote and what's it, Dietrich? Is that the name uh, of that Nazi yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah. I only remember that from the novelization. They never say his name, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. But like, yeah, so they're like, oh, he's, you know, ram us. He's on front. And then we have one of the great stunts. Why, you know, a real guy under there yeah, of all time. So he goes under the truck, hooks his whip on to something on the bottom, and he's being dragged by the truck. Yeah. So mostly that's the stuntman that you talked about, the guy who looked exactly Dick Armstrong. like Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of shots where Harrison Ford is being dragged. Yes. Like yes. close up shots where Harrison Ford is being dragged behind this truck. And he climbs back up, goes back and like he's he's got that determined look on his face. He gets back in the in the cab and he beats the guy up. I love it. he throws the guy. It's like I love this poetic justice. He throws the guy through. The guy can't hang on like Indian Yeah, he's like, I'll try that same trick. Oh. <laughs> oh, and he gets run over. And I love just like, Ugh! like the, the sound. It's almost right. like cartoonish or something when he, when he gets sucked under, but he can't, he doesn't have a whip. And he gets run over by the truck. And I love like the, Ugh! it's almost like something like on a Monty Python or something. <laughs> And then I love Indy's back in control. He rams Belloc's car off the road. He drives into the city, and they're, they're like, yay! <laughs> yeah, and they cover for him. They cover for him, yeah. And one of my, another classic moment, like, Belloc's car drives in. They're looking around. They can't see it because the, the, all the natives have covered it up. And someone tries to sell him, like, a like a watermelon or, or something. <laughs> yes. What is it? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little marketplace area, you know? Yeah. And they try to sell him some kind of fruit, and he, like, just takes it and throws it on the <laughs> But yeah, the funny thing is, so like, that's like as far as action goes, that's like the climax of the movie. Like the rest of the movie yeah. is not like, no, it's not interesting, but it's it's kind of like down action as we. Used but you to know what Lucas started doing after uh, Star Wars was he put like the big, the the big action set pieces that you would expect to be at the end of the movie in different places, like the Hoth battle. Is at the beginning of the movie, you know, and this is yeah. three quarters of the way through it. So. Yeah, but you don't I, notice because no, the you really got a pace. Yeah, you don't. The movie's paced pretty well. So they're on a ship. There's a yeah. fun scene with Marion and Indiana where they really are together now at this point. Yes. Like she yeah. is. They're an item. Yeah, she's kissing him in all the parts where it doesn't hurt. Uh, there's the classic uh, where she's trying to check herself out in the mirror and she turns it over and whaps him in the jaw. Um. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Joke. I kind of, I mean, it, it's, it, I suppose it's silly, but it, it's, but I, you know, whatever. But I mean, she does wake up, you know, not wearing any clothes. Because so, he apparently falls asleep. I like it. She kisses him and he falls asleep. And she's like, Indiana, hello. And he's, but anyway, whatever. He, he wakes up. There's no time for love, Dr. Jones. Right. The engines have stopped. There's a Nazi U-boat. Yes, right they, outside they they board the thing. I feel like we should pick it up and get to the end. They right. they, gonna... they board it. They get the they get the ark. They bring it over to their submarine. Indy they get Marion. Yeah, too. they get Marion. Indy hides in the a porthole or whatever, and uh, yeah, no one finds him. The... And then they're like, "There he is!" The the guy, Mister Katanga, whatever his name was. Yeah, was... that was his name. Is that weird? 
Is that after the Star Trek thing, or is that just coincidence? Uh, the Katinga is Star Trek. Katinga? So. Oh, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so he dresses up as a Nazi. But here's my other issue with the movie, is that okay. he he sits on the top of the submarine, and they is okay. Well, there was uh, a... No, no, he gets in the submarine. Right? He, he does not get in the submarine. How do you hide into the submarine? I, like, I those are cramped quarters. That'd be like... That'd be like you getting in my car as I'm driving and me not noticing. The comic book adaptation explains it, and even that's still kind of weak. Where well, there he was ties apparently... himself to the to the periscope or whatever. Yeah, there was a deleted scene where he is hanging on to the periscope, but it was not in the finished product. So, yeah. so we don't know. Possible. I guess. Yeah, which still kind of doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you submerge completely? But whatever. I know it doesn't make much sense, but that was the same submarine that they used in Das Boot. Yes. So, little film history for you. Regardless of how he did it, Indiana Jones ends up did on it. the same island where they Belloc wants to open the ark. Because, yeah, because he wants uh, to do it before you know. He's like, yeah. well, let's open this before we show it to Hitler because you know, don't want to look like Geraldo. Opening uh, <laughs> Al Capone's vault on national TV, looking like an <laughs> asshole. So let's do this beforehand. <laughs> That's exactly what Belloc said. Yeah. You don't want to look like Geraldo. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to the future and I've seen Geraldo, yeah. and I don't want to look like an asshole. It's funny to me too, and I guess this is maybe this is we're just supposed to assume that this is a Belloc thing. But they why would they bring Marion with them? To it's a Belloc thing. He, he's trying to impress her. Yeah, he is. Even though like, he just, yeah, whatever. He's like, look at I'm Indiana Jones, but better. I actually got the ark. All right. And I let a fly crawl into my mouth, and I didn't even say nothing. <laughs> so yeah, we're going, <laughs> we're going to the end here. So they're walking down the same cavern that R two D two got kidnapped by the Jawas in. Indiana Jones has a bazooka that he has yeah. taken from them. And he says he wants to blow up the Ark if they release Marion. He wants to blow it up if they release her? He says, yeah, he will blow up the Ark. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. I just like to... <laughs> I fuck up a Dilo. lot, too. All good. Dilo De Laurentiis. <laughs> so he says... No, he says, okay, if they let Marion go. I'm sorry. If they let Marion go... Or he'll blow up the ark, eh, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, and Bel- but, Belloc calls his bluff, and right. uh, that's that. Yeah. And he End says, of the movie. You want this to be open as much as I. So they actually bring Indiana Jones with them to open the ark. So I guess it is. this is all a Belloc thing. Yeah, he's like he's like the, 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 the big man on campus. He wants to right. show everyone. That he's the Nathan Fillion in the Monsters, Inc. 2 sequel. The Monsters, Inc. 2 sequel. Was that Monsters, Inc. 3? 3. (laughs) (laughs) Whiskey, pour one out for John. Yeah. So, all right. All the Nazis are there. Marion and Indiana are tied up to a post at the far side of this cavern that they... uh, Yeah, they can't even get a good seat. It's like being at Fenway Park, being stuck behind one of the large poles. Right. Then having a baby kick in the back of the head while you're sitting there. God, that was miserable. Uh, that stupid kid. 
kid's like 25. What are you supposed to do when that happens? Yeah. I don't Dance know. Didn't care. Wick- they cut that part Wick- out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, so I had yeah. no nothing to to go by. It's like how do how would Indy what would Indy do? I'm like I don't know. <laughs> cut that part out. So Belloc has his weird. He's got a strange, yeah, like the robe on. and like a turban or something yeah, going on. And like a staff. Like, yeah. And he's like chanting and whatever. Tote and Dietrich are there. All the Nazis they're, are They're around. just like, they're look at this vessel. Yeah, I know. They're like, what the hell? Yeah. So he opens it up. There's sand in it. And their tote starts laughing. And <laughs> the tote. <laughs> yeah. um, but then the things start happening. Things start like blowing up and shaking. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. angels or, or beautiful creatures start flying out of this ark. This, this Sorry, I... is playing. Belloc claims it's, it's beautiful. And then Indiana Jones, only Indiana Jones knows. Avert your eyes. Yeah. Tells Marion, don't look at it no matter what happens. And uh, what if she only opened one eye? Maybe half her face would have. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but literally all hell starts to break loose. The, 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 the beautiful creatures become like demons. Which, okay, yeah. so there's no CGI. This is 1980. Yeah. All these actors are just assuming that it will look good in the end. Yeah. That's, uh, reacting to apparently, things. when it's the angel, it was like the Lucasfilm receptionist or the ILM receptionist or something that they dressed up. And then the, like, the, the ghost and stuff are rod puppets shot in like a like a water tank or something. Wow. I mean, they look pretty cool for those. And the, the part, part where all the, like, the, the lightning bolts go through the like Nazis. Those are like those. That's a that's a miniature set with like little puppets that are being like, uh. wow. I mean, it looks really good for the era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. So I also want to say, so Tote's face melts right off his skeleton, yeah. and there was a whole documentary about that on YouTube. If you want to uh, look wow. that up, it's just hilarious because it that was like a obviously it's an important. I mean, you and I remember because we were like we. That was a big deal in the 80s. Yeah, like, that was that like the thing, the thing that the movie, like at school, everybody was like, the faces melt off. You know? Right. Well, like it was hot gelatin with, and they had these propane tanks that would heat this and they would just melt off. And I remember and there was a Steven Spielberg in this documentary comments how great it is that the hat like <laughs> falls down. Like, <laughs> it just lowers on his head. Like it's a, it's really good. So that's like uh, they had to make the the skeleton, uh, the the skull out of stone, so that yeah. would melt too because it was yeah. so hot to melt that gelatin. It's just such a cool looking thing, like the the face melting. Like it, it, it really is iconic. Like nothing, like everybody talked about that when they saw this movie. So, yeah, it's worth watching the whole movie just to see. That. Yeah. Dietrich's face, meanwhile, shrinks. Apparently, it just kind of like, yeah, like, <laughs> like it's kidding. Yeah, it was like some sort of like air-filled bladder thing that they removed yeah. the air from to to shrink it. And meanwhile, nah. Belloc still kind of can't take his eyes off. His his face is getting burned, and then what? Like as you said, almost got them an R rating. The yeah. head explodes. Yeah, they superimposed <laughs> fire over it to to make it less graphic. But yeah. what is is funny about it is his like hands that are up, 
I know, fling off. Kind of like, it looks like. <laughs> it looks. It doesn't look as good as the face melt thing. Yeah. But I can see they were kind of probably stuck. They were like, oh, well, we got to cover this up so, so we don't get the R. Which, of course, there was no PG 13 then, so this movie is rated PG. Oh, you have the neck. You have the sequel to think for for PG thirteen. That's right. So, but like, I love the best part of this whole thing is the top of the arc blows off, goes like shooting off way into the sky, and comes and lands like boom, perfect. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And all meanwhile, like Indiana nope, Jones, like cool. everything is gone. Indiana Jones finally opens his eyes. Yeah, everything takes out his phone, texts Sala, and says, yeah. "Come get me." Get, well, I'm, gonna, know, I'm gonna get an Uber. You gotta wonder how they get off that. I well, they got a submarine. I mean, if he can, if he can figure out how to fly a plane and stuff, well, he gets submarine. No big deal. I guess we established. Well, there's probably a radio station. There's there. a radio on the sub. Although right? I feel like there would be Nazis that weren't at the ceremony that were sort of like grumbling about not being there. So maybe they grumbled so much that they were just like, fine. We'll yeah. take you home, Indiana Jones, with the ark that you. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, but I love the ropes are broken. Yeah, they're burnt the, off. Yeah, the ropes are so like God knew. Yeah. Right. He's like, you're a good dude, man. You guys are all right. You were gonna blow up the ark to save your lady. Yeah. I'll give. You I'm down break. with that shit. I know yeah. I was shooting lightning and shit earlier in the film, but you know. I'm like, my, my bark is worse than my bite. Except when it comes to Nazis, I'll blow their right. faces off. Well, everybody hates Nazis. Just like Indiana Jones does in the second one. Yes, that's right. I hate these guys. Yeah, so he goes back. And another scene that, I, I mean, I guess I've said this with about every scene in this movie. Yeah. Just about. But he goes and talks to Porkins and the old the other old guy. And you haven't said that about every scene, though. I haven't. Almost. You're, you're, like, you're, like, you're like, and then the part where he grabs the ark and he talks to Porkins. But this scene is funny just for the one well, this line. Is, and, and this is the a scene that Marsha Lucas was like, hey, you know, there's no, like, Marion at the end of this movie. you got to put her back in. So they went and filmed the, the whole oh. part right after this. I did not know that. But he goes, him and Marcus are talking about what happened. And the, the two guys, Porkins and his friend, are like, thanks. You've done your country a great service. And they're like, where's the ark? And he says, oh, we're, we're taking care of that. But I love when he says, like, it has to be researched. As Marcus says, and he says, top men are working on it. And Harrison Ford says, who? And he says, top, top men. So yeah. condescending. It's just like yeah. such typical government bureaucracy, you know. Yeah. And then Porkins is, is totally corrupted and he becomes Eckhart in uh, Batman. Yeah, well, he gets his from the Joker. So it's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, that guy got around, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But yes, in the scene that you point out, he, go, he walks out. Yeah, he's pissed that they won't give him the Ark to study. And Well, would you want to study this thing after it blew everyone's face off? Well, I guess he wants it for the museum. It belongs in a museum. Right, that's his thing. But really, would you want it in a museum where it could blow everyone's face off if, you know, accidentally (laughs) someone knocked off the cover somehow? It kind of is like that scene in Guardians, even though I know you've been kind of poo-pooing it, but when he says... What do you still have it for when she takes the, <laughs> the, 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 the thing with the power stone in it? She's like, what are you? It's like, you were carrying that in your purse. Yeah. So well, yeah, I know. Like, I, keep, I keep, I keep, I, yeah, I keep getting down on Guardians. I really liked the first movie. I didn't really like the second movie, but 
you know. I've watched the second movie again, and I liked it more the second time, or the third, fourth time. I think it's more like the fifth, sixth time it took me to like it. <laughs> but anyway, Marion, to give it a little happy ending, kind of, although it's not really the ending because there's one more scene, but she says, come on, let's get a drink. Because Marion loves to drink. And I love yeah, that they Yeah, I'd like to party with Marion. I would party with Marion any day. She could drink me under the table. Yeah. But, yeah. So they go arm in arm. You know, Indy feels better. He, he gives her his arm and they walk and away. He, and he's shaved now. And he's looking dapper and she's looking yeah. 1930s. And... Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. They have one. But then the... like The, the other scene, iconic scene. The other iconic scene. Locking up this box. That... With a great matte painting. Right. But it's like... So that, I think that was... It was a pretty... I, I think it was on the soundtrack or whatever, the room of just boxes. This yeah. guy is pushing the ark into this just room. Giant warehouse. Just, just giant warehouse with all these boxes. And what is in that room, you know, that the government is, is, is hiding from us and everything. It's just such a great way to end the movie that it kind of doesn't feel you with a lot of hope, but uh, it's nice. Yeah, so it's, it's a precursor a for what was to come. Right. Yeah. In real life. In real life. By 2020. Yeah. The government should not be trusted. But yeah, I mean, and then the classic Indiana Jones score by John Williams. The dun, 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 and uh, I, yeah. I love Give this our, movie. We'll get, yeah, that's your final thought. Uh, Clay, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> hey, it's great. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's great. There's so much. Like we didn't even cover half the stuff. Like, well, if we did, we would have been here all night. I know, but I mean, you know, like, I will. I mean, the the the, the truck scene. I mean, That's it took eight weeks to film that that one scene. Such a great like. If you're any kind of action movie fan or want to be filmmaker, just watch that truck scene. As you said, you used to watch it just all the time for the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. The plane scene was supposed to be like six shots or something like that. Just a quick little like boom. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Spielberg had this movie uh, storyboarded out like crazy. I'd also like to point out that the the guy that came up with uh, Indy's look was uh, comic book artist Jim Steranko, who did a bunch of production pre-production artwork for the movie. Oh, I did not know that, actually. Ah, that? Now Jim you Steranko. know. Yeah. Look at, look at that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, this movie, it sounds like they were, as Indiana Jones stated when he was about to go after the truck, I'm making this up as I go. It I believe that like was Spielberg an was ad lib. Doing Sorry? I believe that was an ad lib on Ford's oh. part. Well, I feel like Spielberg was kind of making it up as he went, too. Oops, I spilled my liquor here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. I thought I had more Coke in there. Put in this rum, uh, whiskey. I'm sorry. Um, I, uh, I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I like the the. Apparently, he just was like, "Oh, this plane thing, it could be great." Like once they built the plane, he was like, "Boom, we're gonna make this whole thing." Yeah, like, well, just, you, you have to when you have a yeah. plane. You know, you got to do more with it than just have six shots. Six shots, my name. It became like sixty or something like. I mean, you know, it was just crazy. Like, and he's. It's amazing how, like, 
I don't know, like the fact that this movie came about, I know a lot of movies are probably made this way, but you had Spielberg and Lucas who at the time were like at the top of their, you know, uh, Spielberg wasn't were quite there royalty. yet. Royalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had his jaws. He had his close encounters. He had a couple right. big hits, but he still had kind of a, a tarnished reputation amongst uh, producers in Hollywood. Uh, for Right. But like, yeah, like it was just... Uh, this is like them at the top of their powers, you know, like the height of their powers. Yeah. I should say like, because yeah. even Lucas, I mean, Empire Strike, he didn't direct uh, Empire or Return of the Jedi and everything. It's just, but Star Wars was huge. Yeah. This movie became huge. Huge. Empire was huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge. So, yeah. yeah. What I else mean, can you I, say? I it's, don't know. Uh, yeah. What else can you it's say? It's in Darson's right? top five movie list. It definitely uh, uh, Evil Dead Two is not in his in his top ten comedies, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is in his top five of well, everything. It is. It's a movie that I will always watch. I will always enjoy. I'll never be like yeah, cherish. I've seen it. Cherish. Share your joy. It's not. It's it's a part of my childhood, obviously. But it's also obviously. you know like I I can watch it now. And even Steven Spielberg said he can watch this movie and not cringe because a lot of times he has a hard time watching his own movies because it's just like, oh, I could have done that. I could have done that. This one, he says he watched it with his kids and he could watch it objectively and enjoy it. So, like, I think that says something about it. It says something about a lot of, you know, it says a lot it's about nice it. nice when you can do that. Yeah. Like, I can't read anything I ever wrote. I can't look at <laughs> I can't look at a bunch of comics that I color because I'm like, oh, I could do that so much better now. But, you know, you have to think about where you were at the time, your skill set. And every now and then you sort of rise above where you were, you know. Oh, how about that? I guess that's his Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark is his. Uh... Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is Spielberg's Schindler's List. <laughs> but Schindler's <laughs> List is Spielberg's Schindler's List. <laughs> I mean, it's not... Fair enough. It didn't... Like, when you... Like, in 1981 dollars, you know, it made a lot of money. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, it hasn't made, like, Star Wars money or anything, or Marvel well, money. Nothing has made like Star Wars money or Marvel money. Right. Those are different. It's a different beast. It is. But this is still, like, one of the... You keep making it sound like this want. movie wasn't anything. But it was something. It was something. I'm, I'm older, being the elder. I remember oh. it was more something than you. I had all the. I had a lot of the action figures. I had. Yeah, uh, let, it, okay, in terms of toys, yeah, it did kind of. It didn't do well in that department, but <laughs> in terms of pop culture, it really permeated for a number of years. It's not. It's not the same now because you know, it's not Star Wars. They're still making Star Wars stuff. Star Wars is like an evergreen property. You can keep like, oh, let's make a movie about clones. Let's do, you know. Indiana well, Jones just kind of stuck with one guy, and now he's like 80 years old. So, Well, like I said, I would watch a Marion Ravenwood show. If they did like an Agent Carter-style show about like young Marion Ravenwood yeah, which, going she, around she, the country looking for her just around be, the world. Like, here's her opening her bar in Nepal. No, no, her no. A she went loan. all around the world looking for Abner's junk. She says that. I would watch that show. I bet it would be great. All right, let's get on it. Hey, they've made how many fucking crappy shows have they made? I, I would watch. They make one. crappy shows all the time, so yeah. yeah. Why not just add one about her? 
It's okay. Yeah. I mean, how many Star Trek shows can they make, for God's sake? Can we get one yeah, they really Indiana should stop. Jones show? Well, they did. Yeah. It's called The Chronicles of Young Indiana That's Jones. Right. So Young you're like, Indiana we have Chronicles two Chronicles. Indiana Jones shows. Young Marion Ravenwood. That was like 20, plus, oh my God, like Look 30 at, years said, ago. You said, can we get right. one Indiana Jones I did. show? I'm just pointing out. Harrison Ford appeared in one of the episodes, too. I, I know, he did. And he was old and, and great. He was old Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like now. <laughs> now he'd be really like, old Indiana Jones. They keep talking about doing the fifth one. I think they should just stop. I, I, yeah, really, uh, you got to know when to call it quits. And right. I feel like, um, I feel like uh, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, make another one to kind of make up for the last one. But on the other hand, I'm like, really, uh, look at 2008 was probably too long of a wait for Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. Now we're like another, you know, another 12 years, 12 years move from that. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, it's not even worth it. No, it's not. And the less said about the kingdom of the crystal skull, the better. It just got so far away from what the original franchise was about. It's just, it just stopped. Uh, and Spielberg was trying to push Shia LaBeouf on everybody. Oof. I don't even understand that. He wasn't even the worst part of that movie. He wasn't. <laughs> but that's not but. saying it much because <laughs> that's the thing about okay, so I want to say another thing about why this movie is so much better, not even just than that one, but I feel like it's it's probably better than the other two. It is. It's the it's yeah. it's objectively, subjectively, and any actively the best <laughs> of all of them. Because they just kind of kept upping the like the you know, they kept trying to up the the weird factor. I feel like Last Crusade, they were like, well, let's get back to the, you know, what made yeah. the first one good. I, but then... I sort of feel Last Crusade uh, of the of the original trilogy um, is trying to ape the first one too much. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's a little too much of, like, even just having the Nazis as the bad guys is kind of like the... But I guess that they're an easy bad guy. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. you know... But yeah, they're they are trying to ape the first one. It's like they substitute rats for snakes, basically. Yeah. But, but you know, there's it, a lot of the same stuff. The second one, at least, was different. But, yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, I have a soft spot for the second one, although I haven't watched it in a long time, and I'm afraid that if I watch it, I'll be like, "Oh my God, Willie Scott is the most annoying thing," and look at all these Indian stereotypes that it's kind of racist. Well, that's the other thing about this. Raiders of Lost Ark. It's like you don't have to cringe when you watch, you know what I mean? You know, a lot of 80s movies, especially, and just any movie that wasn't written in the last, like, two years, and even some of them that are written in the last year, you look back and you're like, oh, that was, oh, that doesn't work, or that doesn't really work these days. But, like, Raiders definitely is a safe movie to watch. There's no, like, cringeworthy moments. You don't, if you watch it with your kids, you wouldn't be like, well, that's the way it was back yeah. then. So if you watched you know it with the mean? kids, you might have to be like, watch out for the melting faces at the end. But otherwise. Yeah. But I mean, you wouldn't have to explain any of the cultural, like, you know, like, oh, well, yeah. back then we called them gays or anything. You know, I mean, like, it was just, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. it's a very safe movie to watch as far as all that stuff goes. I mean, Nazis are always going to be villains. So, you know, <laughs> but hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Jeez, it is. I guess you're right. I mean, I maybe I don't know. To fit my narrative, I'm sort of downgrading the cultural significance of it. They did do a great yeah. Simpsons parody. 
when Bart went yep, to steal Homer's yeah. change jar. Yep. And Homer is the ball, which is the best. He's also the the Jovitos. No time for jitterbugging. <laughs> Don't crowd me. <laughs> also, go listen to our Power Stone to hear a great version. Yeah, <laughs> Superman <laughs> audio comic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's all. That's about all I got to say. I guess about Indiana Jones. I don't know. There's probably a whole lot I could talk about. How much I love this movie, but but does anyone want to just keep hearing us say we love it? Yeah. So (laughs) the cultural significance. I think it's it's great. Although the uh, comic adaptation written by Walter Simonson and drawn by John Buscema, not so great. Oh, I mean, it's because it's like it's like John Buscema. John Buscema. Uh, yeah, John Buscema. Uh, gotta learn how to draw comics. Uh, but yeah, it's like he didn't even, he didn't even like, he's like, who is Harrison Ford? I don't care. I'm not even going to draw anything like it. You know, it's like they gave him like one reference picture and he, and that was it. So. Wow. I have the comics. So. Oh, how about that? But it's kind of funny. And that's it. That, that's all I got to say. Go I don't ahead. know if it's a Paramount thing. We were going to talk about Paramount a little bit, but, uh, and they didn't want Harrison Ford and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know why we don't have Indiana Jones comics or Indiana Jones, like, you know, other. like we They don't comics. sell. That's why. For some reason. Don't. Well, here's the thing. A kid wants to play with Star Wars toys. It's got robots, spaceships, good guys and bad guys. What kid wants to play with the 1930s? You know, it, it's there's no play value and stuff. And for some reason, that translates over to comics and tv stuff too just for some reason they work as movies they don't work in other mediums like you don't see people running around with indiana jones t-shirts or hats you know because it just doesn't fit the modern culture it's 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 a time capsule and i think that's why merchandising never took off with the indiana jones it's not a reflection of the property itself it's more of a reflection of the time uh, in which the property took place well, and by right. the way, you know what? Yes. You know what? In Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, where he's like, we were running missions for the CIA and stuff and this and that. I wish that was the movie they made instead of him going after alien skulls. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's like the backstory sounds way more interesting than the actual yeah. story because that stupid alien yeah. skull thing, uh, you cannot defend that to me. I think that was just dumb. <laughs> But I think also the part of the reason, part of that, because it's set in, in that time and it doesn't, it doesn't have robots. It also makes it kind of timeless. Like if you watch it now, it does. It's not yeah. dated. It's it's, it's as it's a movie, cool. it still exactly. works great. So, right. I had the Indiana Jones hat though, by the way, as you were. I know. So when you say, and I had the Indiana hats, Jones, I had the hat. They're not. Well, when was the last time you wore the hat? Just out I in public, cause. Uh, like never. No, actually, probably I never. A Halloween. Remember that Halloween? I was one Halloween. I was Indiana Jones. But uh, well, my point being is that you're not just wearing it around town. No, I don't wear it around town. Because people, people will make fun of you, as we established in the pre, you know, before we start recording. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Probably. People. I would look like a total hipster, so they would have to make fun of me if I just wore an Indiana Jones hat around. You're me. like, oh, wearing it ironically, you fucks. That's what I would say exactly. Still, despite the fact that the action figures didn't sell, 
It's a great movie. You should all go yes. see it. <laughs> Thanks. Check us out at leaguepodcast.com and anywhere where you get your podcasts and listen to all of our yeah. watch alongs and league verses. And if you see Clay Fernald walking around out there, wish him happy birthday. Yeah. Happy and... birthday. Nice birthday, Clay. <laughs> all right. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening and adios, Apito. See you tomorrow, Indiana Jones.